Hello, my dears. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com coming back at you with another moment for chronic wellness. Thanks for being here. I was realizing that we are nearing the end of May and May is Myositis Awareness Month and we haven't spent much time talking about that. So I intend to do that over the next couple of days. And if you're looking for good, reliable, well-researched information about myositis, you can go to myositis.org or understandingmyositis.org for excellent information for patients, for caregivers, for folks who've never heard about myositis. If you're looking for a webinar, if you're looking to download some information, the Either one of those are excellent resources. And you spell myositis, M-Y-O-S-I-T-I-S. And that spelling gives you a clue into what myositis is. So myo uh, is the root of the word muscle and itis, I-T-I-S, means inflammation. And myositis is a category of idiopathic inflammatory myopathies the and i think it's so interesting that we call them idiopathic because um, idiopathic means unknown etiology unknown origin so we don't know how they start which i suppose is true and we consider them to be autoimmune diseases and so um there you have it unknown etiology and autoimmune uh, disease and there are three major headings of myositis, and we are going to talk about those three in the upcoming days. They are dermatomyositis, polymyositis, and inclusion body myositis. And then there are juvenile forms of dermato and polymyositis, and then some other um, smaller categories that I don't know much about. So those are the three that we will speak about in coming days. Um, they are, in essence, all three muscle-wasting diseases. They are diseases that inflame and then distort, dissolve, or progressively atrophy muscles in your body in irreversible ways and the severity to which one has any of these diseases varies greatly can vary over the course of the illness they are considered rare diseases by the world health organization and the national institutes of health here in the united states it's estimated that we have between 50 and 75,000 people with one of those inflammatory myopathies which, as we've talked about before here, folks, uh, if you are a member of a rare disease category, it very likely means that there are not medications for your disease. Doesn't mean we don't treat your disease with medication. It just means that drug companies can't rally the number of folks it takes to make a clinical trial and you are not a big enough block of folks to justify creating whole new drugs for and so we use drugs to treat you just off-label so we use drugs that are created for Crohn's patients or for rheumatoid arthritis patients or for other kinds of autoimmune diseases and we just apply them to you and, and try them out 
And while these diseases are considered to impact muscles, as we will discuss, they also, as often as anything else, also affect connective tissue, skin, blood vessels, heart, lungs, many other systems and organs in the body. So their impacts can be broad reaching, um, as if muscles themselves weren't broad reaching enough. So stay tuned. Um, as ever, I am so interested in your experience and your stories. So if you have someone in your life with an inflammatory myopathy, please share some of your experiences and questions and stories with me. And if you haven't yet subscribed to wherever you are watching or listening this to this, I would be so grateful for your subscription. Until we're together again, thank you for being here and be well. <laughs>